Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon. And transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite. You are listening to Omega Man Radio Network. With Shannon Davis. Just warming up. Welcome aboard, everybody. Thank you, Sister Sandra, for testing out both of those feeds. Friends, it looks like we have MixLR back. And um, praise God for that, because I really like MixLR. So we're um, the plan here is we're going to do dual streams for every show. You've got two options. You've got MixLR, and we've got our new IceCast server. Both are up and running. And if you go to my website, omegamanradio.com, I updated it for you this morning. Scroll down. You'll see uh, both players side by side. And you can uh, choose which one you want. Just don't choose them both at the same time or you get uh, you get two feeds coming through simultaneously. Uh, that'll be like um, dual audio. So choose one or the other. And, of course, you can stop one and start the other any time. No problem with that. But, anyway, you got two options there. And then um, I've also put some direct links. If uh, you don't want to listen through our webpage, you can go to the URLs. It's under More Live Stream Options. Take you to the same places. 
Uh, also, you can download the MixLR app. That is our one streaming app that we have at the moment. Good news, we also have been funded for the next year on Podbean. So we're good to go. All of our master archives are going up on Podbean. Scroll down to where it says three MP3 archives and uh, click on the first one that takes you to um, oh I've got to update the name change it from SoundCloud just saw somebody to fix text wise anyway the link uh, take you to, to Podbean then we have um, two dedicated channels for the other two podcasts for Omega Man Reloaded and for Speak My Word so we have three podcasts the live one radio Mega Man Radio then the Omega Man Reloaded which are broadcasts that um, I'm putting up there every night uh, to a night, Monday through Friday, maybe on the weekends too. Uh, going back to episode one, remastered, and then we have the Speak My Word podcast. So everything has its own place, which is good. And what else do we have? We have our Substack, which is like my um, Facebook, MailChimp, blog, all rolled into one. Be sure and sign up for that because any update I want to put out there, I'll put up on Substack first. And um, it's all good. So praise God. I want to thank those that have helped. Now, there's more work to be done, of course, and more things that we want to do. But um, to get this up and running was essential because you need to be able to have good ways to tune in live and also to get the archives. So that has been fixed. Praise God. And again, thank you to all who have helped. And who prayed? Okay, let me just go ahead and turn on a uh, secondary recorder here. Hold on. And we'll be ready to start our first show tonight. Hold on a second. Okay, we're good. All right, let me dial Dr. Hansen. Oh, man, wait a second. Oh, boy. Skype's doing an update? Okay, I'm glad I just clicked on it. Come on, hurry up, Skype. Skype decided to pull an update on me. Okay, what well says updated? Let's see. Make sure it didn't jack up my settings. Praise God it didn't. Usually those can carry some enough changes that it'll jack up your audio settings. Okay, well we look good. How's the audio still coming through? Let me know. Ooh. Okay, we're dialing right on time. Well, praise the Lord and good morning, Dr. Hansen. How are y'all doing? Good. How are you, Shannon? Hey, doing pretty good. Well, everybody, welcome. We made it another week. Today is Friday, June 23rd, 2023. It's an honor to be here and simulcast with Dr. Jonathan Hansen and the crew at World Ministries International. Go to their website during this program, worldministries.org. Dr. Hansen, you want to open us in prayer and kick off the show. Father God, we thank you, dear God, for this wonderful day. We thank you for what's been accomplished during the week. And we look forward to, again, the future with great expectation that we can continue to sound the alarm. Omega Man Radio, a warning. Uh, we pray dear god that again people would tune in right now uh, because what we're going to discuss is is important understanding what people can accomplish for you as well as uh understanding 
the seriousness of how evil spirits are uh, influencing us and want to live within us. So help us now. Uh, Give us favor again. Wake people up wherever they're at. uh, Let them tune in. Uh, If they're listening or watching something, uh, direct them this way. So again, we can help as many people as possible today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, Shannon, I, I know... I've got a, you're going to love both of these uh, programs I did this week. And uh, the last one is titled, Can Christians Have Demons? Now, Shannon, uh, you are a deliverance minister. You love it. And uh, not that you love demons, but you love setting people free. Now, I'm doing a series on this subject. My first one was Demons. My second one, demons are organized. And the last week I discussed, can Christians have demons? Now that's what you're going to hear today. Uh, Prior, you're going to hear an interview with Pastor Joe Kirkwood. He's a good friend of mine. And we're going to be discussing miracles, including creative miracles. Now, uh, what I'm going to be discussing Tomorrow when I share, I'm going to do two messages. I'm going to do one titled The Etiology of Demons in People and Mediums, Charms, Fortune Telling, etc. And then we're going to get into, again, movies that ignorant Christians watch and think they're so wonderful when they don't recognize the demonic influence that's uh, originated and caused them to be produced. Uh, We are living in a situation today that uh, most of the church doesn't have a clue of demonic activity. They don't recognize a a movie that's inspired by evil spirits uh, glorifying uh, the demonic world and making them into something they're really not. Uh, They are very evil. They come to steal, kill, and destroy. And again, it shows a lack of discernment in the church today. shows a lack of discernment with senior pastors today. And I'm not sure what they're doing behind the pulpit, but they're not training their people properly, protecting them. Uh, and I, I believe that goes right back to a, a not a serious relationship with Jesus Christ. We are in an era where the church has failed America. They failed around the world. We're in an era where the church is dysfunctional. It's a business-oriented church, a little social club. But uh, we need to be raising warriors. We need to be training, disciplining correcting, challenging, uh, not just letting people come and listen to our little message or have a nice little discussion with nobody really knowing what they're talking about. So uh, we are in serious trouble today. The church is in trouble today. They don't realize it. I hope it doesn't come too late when millions of people die before they wake up, like in Germany, and realize, hey, we've been under attack for a long time and the church is asleep. So let's start right now with this interview with Pastor Joe Kirkwood. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome all of you to the Warning Program. Wherever you're listening, in the United States or around the world, welcome. I have my good friend, Pastor Joe Kirkwood, with me again today. And uh, Pastor, welcome back to the Warning Program. Thank you very much for having me back on. So, Well, you're, you're always... Uh, a delight to have on. I've enjoyed uh, 
Every time we've done an interview, although I've been in, I've been at your church several times, and uh, yeah. we've been together like in Oklahoma City at the Independent Assembly. So it's always fun being with you, Joe. Yeah, enjoyable to be with you too. And uh, God is doing amazing things all over the country. Just we continue to see amazing manifestations of God's glory. We just I guess it was last Friday. Uh, had another blind guy healed here in Amarillo, Texas. Oh, my. Uh, during uh, our food outreach, uh, people don't know, but we, we give away food to needy families uh, every Friday. And uh, many get saved during that time. But it's also an incredible time to uh, demonstrate God's power to heal, to deliver, to set free. And uh, we just see a lot of people get healed and and, uh, you know, it's the easiest way to lead people to Christ because when they see miracles happen, they're like, uh, God is real. Well, that, <laughs> so, that's for sure. And, and that's what the Bible tells us that, uh, yeah. you know, these signs shall follow those that believe. And when they see the reality of God, and that's one reason, again, for miracles is to show the reality of God. Yeah. That's, and that's really what my book is kind of about. It's, uh, it was taken from a pre- uh, precept of that uh, God showed me about the last day's revival being what I, for lack of a better term, I, I labeled it the believer's revival. Okay. And it's where every believer, you know, sitting in the church pews, every believer starts to rise up and do what the apostles did, the miracle signs and wonders, not necessarily planning churches, but but and the reason for that is I had an encounter with uh, an angel that I call a healing angel because the angel really taught me about healing, and uh, all that is in my new book called Miracles Are Easy. Well, that's it's on Amazon. It's on Amazon. You can type in the title Miracles Are Easy, and it's on Amazon. And it's uh, about angel encounters. And uh, the angel basically told me that you don't have to have a gift of healing, even though the Bible expressly says there are gifts of healing, miracles, signs, and wonders. But he said that any believer, this is what the angel told me, any believer practicing the principles of the word of God can have signs and wonders following them and should have signs and wonders following them. I'll, I'll, I'll go that far. Because uh, that's what I see in the Bible. These signs follow them that believe. Well, I, uh, it doesn't say it follows healing evangelists or people with healing specialties. It says believers. And so my goal in these last days is trying to get believers to recognize the power that is on the inside of them and to begin to operate in what the Bible says we should be operating. Now, that's that's very good. I want to get into some of these things in, in your book again. Uh, all of the all of us, you know, I've pastored, been involved with several mega churches and understanding these principles. You turn the whole church on and then you have a, a dynamic church that they understand. They're not all called to the fivefold gifts of ministry, but they can all lay hands on the sick and expect signs and f- to follow, expect healings to follow. Absolutely. This is what Jesus said. Absolutely, because, you know, we tend to think, well, that's for pastors. That's for, you know, this person that has special gifting. And, um, in fact, the first chapter of the book was actually written by my wife. And uh, the, the title of the chapter is called Why Not Me? Wow. And uh, it was it was her response was like, you know, she kept telling me for years, like, would well, you just have a gift? You just you're just different. 
And I kept telling her, well, that's not what the angel said to me. And so I can't really come in agreement with that. And the Bible, the Bible says something different. And so uh, after some years of watching and being around me, she's like, one day she's like, why not me, Lord? Why not me? And so she began to step out in faith. And the first thing, first miracle she had was in a supermarket. And a lady walked by and she had a, had a uh, child that was uh, uh, deaf and mute. And she could tell that the lady was doing sign language for this little child. It was actually sitting in the grocery cart. And so she was like, um, you know, oh, I don't, I don't want to do this. And she went around on the next aisle and just tried to ignore. And the Holy Spirit just dealing with her. And so she went back. And she asked the lady if she could pray. And the lady was hesitant at first. And then she said, okay, okay. And my wife just said, well, you know, the worst thing can happen is, is nothing. You know, and your child stays the same. But what if your child gets healed? Wouldn't that be something? And she said, yeah. So she allowed my wife, Jackie, to pray. And right there in the supermarket, the child's fears opened and was healed. Wow. And uh, and so she writes the chapter from her perspective to say, uh, this stuff is real. And, and I was a skeptic. I just thought only people with special gifts could do these things. And um, but she had to say, look, the word of God's pretty clear. Believers lay hands on the sick and they shall recover is what the scripture says. Amen. Now, Joe, before we go any further, I want you to name your church. It's Cornerstone Ministries. Uh, Cornerstone Worship Center is the church. Cornerstone Outreach Center is our outreach extension where we feed people. Um, food each week and then the international cornerstone international and that's where we we do all the uh, international crusades and uh right now we're building an orphanage in uganda and that's where we do that's where we do all kinds of things internationally feeding people medical missions that kind of stuff now this is in amarillo texas Yes, Cornerstone Ministries in Amarillo, Texas. Okay, you know, Joe, I just had a friend of yours on, a lady that I've known for at least 15 years, maybe 20, on my program. Uh, guess who? Who? Joan, Joan? Hunter. <laughs> Joan Hunter, yeah. Joan was with me on my radio and television program, <laughs> ate at my house, uh, prayed for, uh, actually prayed for, uh, uh, we had her pray for my son and daughter and uh, had a great time with Joan. We we had great oh. testimonies on radio and television, exciting programs. <laughs> Wonderful. I was just with Joan last week for her 70th birthday party. I know, I saw the pictures. <laughs> And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Joan writes the foreword to my book. Wow. Well, I I have to really give kudos and credit because she really, without her help and assistance, I probably wouldn't have gotten the book written because I didn't claim to be a writer. But she was the inspiration to say, no, God's called you to you have to put these stories in a book of these miracles that have happened. And she really encouraged me. And that's how it came about. Well, anyway, I send greetings from Joan. Uh, you and I both know where she is right now, uh, enjoying an Alaska cruise. Yes. <laughs> but uh, everyone <laughs> deserves a break. I mean, well, she, she runs listen, hard. That, you run that, hard. That I run hard. Works. 
she works 60, 70 hour weeks. That's what I'm saying. And I texted her. I said, Joan, I just, I, I even encourage you to just turn your cell phone off, Joan. You, yeah. you, you need a break from the world. You've worked, worked and worked and worked. That's right. So, That's right. But yeah. she, was, she will be with me in a couple of weeks in Ghana, West Africa. She told me all about it already. Okay. Okay. Because, uh, you know, I, I'm going, taking off. I'm going to be gone the month of July. Although I'm going to be speaking within the United States, different okay. states. And, and, you know, I'm going to miss seeing you in uh, Oklahoma City this year with the independent assemblies. Yes. And it's so, sad that I'm, I'm going to be uh, missing, missing that. I'll leave July 3rd. Don't come back till the 20th, 21st. I, I know because uh, uh, I always enjoy seeing you. I'm bringing my wife there. Uh, oh, so I really she, wanted to meet your wife. Yeah, too. she'll be with me at the independent assemblies. In fact, you know, I'm speaking in different places, including Oklahoma City and Kansas okay. and things like that. That's awesome. But uh, looking forward to the next time we can get together. Yeah. But, okay, I want you to continue now. You, you left off that mm-hmm. these signs shall follow them that believe. Yeah, the, um, the book is filled with just lots and lots of miracles, uh, uh, including just one of the greatest miracles I ever witnessed was a man that did not have an eyeball. Wow. Uh, in the Philippines. Okay. And uh, God created an actual eyeball. He just had a hole in his head uh, and was missing the eyeball. Okay. And uh, he had one good eye and was missing the eyeball. And it was a night. The anointing was so strong. Uh, we were in a barangay, which is their word for village. And uh, we were in a barangay and the TV cameras were there and filming and i uh, had preached a salvation message and and then called for the sick to come and they they lined up across the uh, down in front of the platform but all the way across and there I, i'm gonna say conservatively 100 people was in the healing line and so i i began uh you know working to uh pray for them and i started on one end and you know i prayed for several in a it was it was just a, a different night sure because uh after about the first 20 people i realized every single person has been instantly healed wow and you know usually you'll have two or three that won't get healed or something but they were all getting healed and, and i thought to myself i thought this is amazing they're all being healed tonight wow and so i just kept going well i got about halfway down to 50 people when i came to this guy and and so they had a lady interpreter and she asked him what wanted god to do and so um so anyway god just said uh you know through or he just said to the interpreter uh that he wanted to see okay. well it was kind of dark down there and uh so i i said well is he is he blind? You know, I couldn't really see. It was dark in front. The lights were on the platform, but not down in front. So I pulled my flashlight out of my pocket, shined it in his face. And sure enough, I was shocked. There was just a hole. There was a, there was no eyeball there. Oh my. So I, and I have to, have to admit, I admit this in the book that my next thought was, um, wow, it's been a good run up to this point. that was that was what went through my mind i thought oh you know gonna mess up a perfect record here you know because i had never seen that kind of thing or had the faith uh to believe for such a thing wow wow and so i remembered the story of the man that, that 
that night remembered the story when uh, Jesus asked the man, do you believe? And he said, yea, Lord, I believe. And then he said, but help my unbelief. Yes. <laughs> and, and that's where I was. I said, Lord, I believe, but I need you to help my unbelief. And, and I just prayed that little prayer to the Lord, help my unbelief. And then I just laid my hand, put my hand over that eye where the socket was. And I just said, Lord, I just ask you to give him an eyeball and help him to see. It was a very simple prayer. And then I quickly moved to the next person. I have to admit, I didn't even wait to see. Uh, I just moved on. And uh, we moved to the next person, which was 10 or 12 feet away. And um, and I was listening to the interpreter, what this person was saying. And, and the interpreter seemed to be distracted all of a sudden. And I, I was trying to get her to hurry along. We have a lot of people to pray for. And uh, she said, I said, what's wrong? She said, well, that man you just prayed for. I said, well, uh, what's wrong? She said, well, he's saying something to me. I said, well, what's he saying? She said, well, he's saying he can see. Oh, my. <laughs> so I immediately went back over there, pulled my flashlight out, and to my shock and amazement, there was an eyeball in that man's head that matched his other eye perfectly. That is and tremendous. He, he could see out of that eyeball. That's <laughs> and uh, I, I was, I was just shook up. I mean, honestly, I was undone. I was shook up. I cried. I, I uh, that night, I called my wife who was back in the U.S., and I told her what had happened, and I was crying on the phone because it was one of the greatest miracles I had seen. And uh, and, and so that that is stories in the book. And so the book is about the journey that God has taken me through, that step by step that my faith go higher. The Bible says that to everyone is a measure of faith been given. But to increase that measure, you have to exercise what the faith you have. Amen. If you let it lie dormant, it won't grow. It won't expand. It's kind of like, you know, a measure of wheat. Unless you put it in the ground and put it to use, that measure can't come up and produce a harvest that's bigger than what you put in the ground. And so faith is the same way. Faith unexercised is no faith at all. That's good, Joe. Let me ask you again, where exactly was that? What country? This was in the Philippines near the city of Davao. Wow, wow, wow. You know, Outside of Davao. I'll just give a brief testimony. Remind me when you said, you know, um, you said, wow, God help my unbelief. I, I was starting, this was years ago, uh, three days of huge meetings in Uganda, uh, right in Kampala, and uh, it was actually apostolic prophetic. I, I had the the leaders of the nation, you know, the parliament and others. And uh, it wasn't geared for healing. It was geared for a warning to uh, Uganda and uh, Uganda's destiny. And so you had all these dignitaries there, huge platform. And uh, the first night, it was three days in a row, first night, uh, the Lord uh, pointed out a lady in the audience to me and said, pray for her. And I argued with God. It was during the worship service. Pray for her. And I argued, pray for her, he said. So I stopped the worship service and I pointed her out. I said, will you come forward? Well, she was a hunchback, a hunchback, a neck brace on. The whole city knew who she was, a hunch disabled person. Now, you you get this, Joe. And so, I mean, everyone, it's a pin drop. And yeah. now I had been fasting 18 days, or I don't think I would have had the faith to even call her forward. 
And uh, I looked behind me with with the bishops and apostles and the members of parliament, and I said, do you believe God can heal this lady? And nobody said a word. And I looked at <laughs> – nobody said a word. And yeah, not, yeah. not the people that invited me. Nobody said a word. Anyway, I looked at the lady. I had to bend down. I said, do you believe God can heal you? And she said, yes. You know, I leaned over the huge platform so I wouldn't fall off. Touched her, and she went over backwards, and all you could hear was crack, 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 crack. She hit the cement because nobody expected a miracle. This was not a miracle service, and nobody expected her to fall. She jumped up, threw the neck brace off by running all through the building and screaming. Her, you know, her whole back was straight. This was a born hunchback. A disabled person that everybody knew in the city. And let me tell you, Joe, we had church. It was packed out for three days. Yes, yes, yes. And so, I mean, but it's the same thing. If I hadn't fasted for 18 days, Joe, I would have, one, I wouldn't have been sensitive enough for the the Lord, I think, to show me her in a crowd. And I wouldn't have had the faith to call her forward. Well, I've had many of these things. And, of course, I take teams with me. And I help them to walk through these faith journeys and to the point that now many of them are just laying hands on the sick and wow. miracles are happening and their faith level going to a higher dimension. You know, I, I, I want to just stop you a moment. Uh, I only say that because I, I know a man, his son, his son's a young man and he has a glass eye and mm-hmm. uh, I haven't thought about that i I just sort of forgot about it for years and years and years and years but he's a glass eye it's blind and so his father's in the studio with me he does our radio and television editing a lot producing but i want you to pray his name is james james miller pray for him right Mm now father in the name of jesus we send a healing angel to james miller You can touch him, Lord, right where he is. You know his location exactly. And I ask that that angel will go and touch him. By the authority of Jesus Christ, we take authority over the spirit of blindness. We break curses, generational curses, word curses. And Father, we thank you right now that you just cause that eyeball to be hooked up and attached to the optic nerves. We call forth the optic nerves to be made whole. We call forth the eye to begin to see light. We rebuke darkness and we speak light to invade the eye. Jesus, you are the light. And we release the healing virtue and the light into this man's eye. And I thank you, God. For a supernatural creative miracle, whatever is wrong or damaged in that eye, let it be healed. And Lord, when he takes that glass eye out, God, Father, when he takes that out, just just do the miracle. Just do the miracle. Put in whatever needs to be put in. Uh, do whatever needs to happen. God, you are a creative God. There is nothing impossible with you. So heal James Miller's eye in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Reverse to God the damage the doctors did on birth, Lord. We thank you for it in the name of Jesus. You know, Joe, um, his father is here. 
trying to do uh, uh, this program, uh, but he's crying actually right now. He did not expect this today. Neither did I. I did not know you were going to touch on something like this. In yeah. fact, he, you know, I, I've I've known this man since birth, and I just forgot about it because he acts normal, but uh, yeah. he he does have a glass eye. He is blind, yeah. and I'm so glad mm-hmm. you brought that that testimony. And yeah, uh, the, some sometimes we the, let life go past us, and we we don't sure. see the need right in front of us. And so yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you gave that testimony the man on friday uh he came forward in response to a word of knowledge that someone had a twisted bowel wow and uh they were in pain and a man came up and he said for two weeks he had not been able to go to the restroom and he was in terrible terrible pain and uh so i prayed for him and he something started moving as a black man that was there and he he said something is happening to me. Something is happening. It's on it's on our YouTube channel. You can you can watch it. Happen. Okay. Okay. And um, anyway, it, it was just it was just like uh, you know something's happening in my stomach. And everything. And then all of a sudden the peace. And he said the pain is gone. The pain is gone. And I said, well, I believe that whatever that twist was is is been removed. The blockage is gone. And he start and he and he was wearing an eye patch over his left eye. Wow! And he started to walk away, and I said, "Sir, I said, uh, what about your eye? You're, I see you're wearing an eye patch." And I started to tell the story about the man that didn't have an eyeball. And as I was telling it, he lifted up the eye patch, and he said, "Well, I have an eye." And I said, "Oh, but it's blind." He said, "Yeah." He said, "It is detached." It's not hooked up to any of the nerves. It's not hooked up to anything. And wow. the brain cannot communicate with it. And I said, well, I said, God can hook it up. And so I just laid hands on him. I said, in the name of Jesus, Lord, just hook up all those nerves. Hook up all everything that is detached and repair and cause him to begin to see in Jesus' name. And uh, he, he had put the eye patch back down after he showed me he had an eyeball. And so I was just praying for him. So he started to walk off. I said, wait a minute, don't walk off. I said, I said, lift your eye patch and check. So he lifts the eye patch and he starts looking around the room. You know, he covers his good eye and he said, uh, hey, I'm seeing light. I can see light. And he pointed to a light over on the side wall. Yes. I'm, I'm seeing light right over there. I said, yeah, there's a light there. I said, you are in process of being healed right now. And so then he turned and looked toward me and he said, uh, I can see your shirt. And uh, wow. then, he, then a minute he said, I, I'm starting to see your face. Your face is coming into, into view. I can see your face. And so then I held up my hand and waved my hand. And he said, I can see your hand waving. You know, it was still a little blurry, but God just began to heal him. And by the end of the service, he was sitting in the back. We had a guest speaker who was speaking, but he was sitting back there looking all around the room. By the end of the service, he was seeing so much better. And uh, just a few days ago, I was at the gas pump pumping gas when out of my periphery came that man. And he came walking up and he said, I just want to hug your neck. Wow. And uh, and now he had his eye patch on. I said, but why are you still wearing your eye patch? He said, well, my eye is now very sensitive to the sun. Okay. And and he said, so when I'm out in the sun, <laughs> I wear my eye patch. Wow. And I, wow. And I said, well, I, I'm going to pray that it won't be so sensitive and everything. But he said, I just wanted to hug you because 
what happened. He said, it's just changing my life. Now, ladies and, and, and gentlemen, a couple of days ago. Amen. We're out of time, but uh, you've been listening to The Warning Program. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, the president of World Ministries International and Eagles Saving Nations. Go to my website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org, and join Eagles Saving Nations. You've been listening to my special guest, Pastor Joe Kirkwood. All of the tremendous miracles. Again, he's in Amarillo, Texas. That's Amarillo, Texas. If you're in the area, attend the church. Name of the book again, Joe? The name of the book is called Miracles Are Easy by Joe Kirkwood and uh, foreword by Joan Hunter. But just if you go to Amazon, you can just type in Miracles Are Easy and it'll pop it up. May God richly bless you. Again, miracles are easy. My phone number, 360-629-5248, worldministries.org. God bless you. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International, as well as Eagles Saving Nations. I want to welcome all of you that are watching the warning program or listening on shortwave or radio. Welcome. We are in the chapel of World Ministries International here at our headquarters. And uh, this is a live audience with children present. Now, this is a, a third of a general series I'm doing. The first one was on demons. And then uh, I, I went into a one the next week on demons are organized. And now today, can Christians have demons or unclean spirits? Now, if you have not watched uh, either one or two, I urge you to go on my website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org, please, and watch or listen, because I don't have time to uh, go back into it. But we, again, went into the hierarchy of demons, the organization of them. Uh, we went into the fall of Satan. Uh, where did demons come from? And so right now, we want to talk about can Christians have unclean spirits? Can Christians have demons inside of them? Now, some of it is, you know, I don't believe you can be possessed like the person uh, that was tied in chains, a lunatic, because you'd have to give up all of the word of God and everything else to do that. Submit yourself totally to Satan. But if you can have cancer enter the body, so can a spirit. And I can tell you that in any church I've ever gone into, I've cast demons out of Christians if we got into that type of service. Any church, including pastors of worship, maybe the senior pastor, because maybe he himself is teaching the word of God, but he's filled with doubt. He's filled with worry. He's filled with anxiety. He doesn't know how to rest in God. You are opening yourself up to attack. Or maybe he's in adultery. I've exposed even top leaders of denominations engaging in adultery, one in a country having an affair with two prostitutes. That man had demons in him. I exposed him in front of his executive meeting that I was attending as a guest. And I said, if you don't repent right now, a spirit of suicide is going to grip you. You're going to kill yourself. He screamed demonically. He pulled out three bottles of poison. He said, if you had not come when this meeting was over, I was going to drink the poison and kill myself because I can't stand the torment of the demons anymore. Yes, demons, the leader of a denomination. <coughs> so let's talk about it. Let's look a little bit at the trinity of mankind, the trinity of man, <coughs> spirit, soul, and body. Well, we know the spirit that Greek word, P-N-E-U-N-A, 
demons can't enter that. We're supposed to then have a totally regenerated mind as you become a Christian, a mind of the spirit. So the born again, the born again spirit cannot have a evil spirit. Now let's look at again <clears throat> the soul, the soul or psyche, psyche. What is the psyche of man? Choice, subconscious, will, superego, five supernatural senses, center of personality, emotions, heart. Be careful with your emotions. Don't let your emotions run control. You worry unnecessarily. Why are you doing that? You're supposed to cast your cares on Christ. You are opening yourself up to spirits attacking your body. See, I'm using that because a lot of Christians do that. and They they don't commit adultery, but they're doing this sin. I mean, anything is a sin that's not perfect before God, right? And we all are sinners, and we have to daily maybe repent of unnecessary worry and other things, right? If you don't, you are fooling yourself. You are either so proud and deceived that you can't see yourself. Everyone gets involved in unnecessary worry. If you take it too far, you might have a demon. Because if he's driving you or driving you to yell and scream and get mad and, 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 and your spouse says, man, this is not you. Body, soma, unregenerated mind, conscious mind, carnal man, ego, mind of flesh, five natural senses. Okay, are you controlled by your senses or are you con- controlled by faith? My senses says, you know, most people, most Christians are controlled by their senses and that's why they'll never see a miracle. Because a miracle takes faith. In other words, you have to trust what God says, even though it looks impossible. Get out and walk on water. Hey, strike the rock. Let water come out. I mean, I've done things that most Christians will never do because it doesn't agree with their five senses. Man, that's not common sense. You're right. That's God's sense. Moses, everything he did was not common sense to Pharaoh. If you are going to run by common sense, you'll never see a miracle because you will never do what God tells you to do. It's no sense. I could get hurt. I could get killed. They'll reject me. They'll yell at me. They'll fire me. Yeah, all of those things could happen. But the body, the body goes to the ground when you die. The soul goes to hell or heaven. Hebrews 9.27, the spirit returns to God. All of us will go to hell or heaven. The bodies will go to the ground. You'll be buried unless you're caught up to meet with the Lord in the air when he returns and our spirit returns to God. First John 5.18, we know absolutely that anyone born of God does not deliberately, knowingly practice committing sin. But the one who was begotten of God carefully watches over and protects him. Christ's divine presence within him preserves him against all evil, and the wicked one does not lay hold, get a grip on him, and touch him. That's 1 John 5.18. It is clear from the scriptures that a born-again Christian cannot be if we want to say possessed by demons in his born-again spirit. It can't can't happen. Demons don't live in the spirit. They live in a body. They want a body, either yours or an animal. Jesus found it easy to cast them in pigs. Why? Pigs were unclean, even, even though, I mean, pigs, prawns, lobster, shellfish. If you want to study the laws of clean and unclean, even though Jesus said, You can eat all things, but yet is it wise? Because they carry the toxins. And you are still subject to disease and death if you eat them, too much of them especially. 
He did not glorify the pig. I know there's a lady up here that has a sanctuary of pigs. Well, they're not glorified. She's wasting her money. I'm sure she gets free, free money from other people who, who puts animals above God. I've looked at those big old pigs. Wow. They have a lot of pig on the hoof. Although I, I try not to eat pig. Don't get me wrong. If I go into somebody's home and they're serving it, I'll pray and eat it. I am not a religious about it. But I don't make a constant habit. I never buy it. I never buy it to bring in the home. Never. Never. So that's the way it is. Because I'm trying to protect my body that is still not glorified. And if I abuse it too much, I will die early. Okay? So take care of your body. Take care of your body, it'll take care of you. If you don't take care of your body, how are you going to serve God longer? No, you're not going to serve God longer. You'll be out of the game, either in a wheelchair or in the ground. How are you going to serve your family if you don't take care of your body? If I don't take care of my body long enough, I won't help my young son or any other of my family members or my wife. We got to take care of our bodies if you want to take care of other people and serve God longer. Okay, so again, There are three parts to man. Man has a body, soul, and spirit. We've covered it. Man's body is carnal, flesh, conscious mind. Five senses can be demonized. Let me say it again. Man's body, his carnal mind, conscious mind, five natural senses can be demonized. This is the reason Christians can become sick. Man can also be oppressed in the lower nature of his soul, subconscious, mind, heart, will, emotions, choice, not the upper nature, regenerated mind of Christ, but the lower nature, unregenerated mind. Again, if it's a little too fast for you, watch this program again and again and again, because I covered the Trinity of man. That was in 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Matthew 15.19 through 20, for out of the heart comes evil thoughts, reasonings, disputings, designs, such as murder, adultery, sexual vice, theft, false witnessing, slander, speech, that is... Bad. These are what makes a man unclean and defile him. Jesus said, out of the heart. Can a Christian commit adultery, sexual vice, theft, false witnessing, slander? Well, if he does, it is coming out of his soul. Certainly your spirit is not committing these acts. It's your soul. However, we would have no to question. We would have to question, is he still a Christian according to be like Christ? Especially if you're constantly committing adultery. You've got a wife, you've got a husband, but you're still having an affair, an ongoing affair. You've got a question, is he a Christian any longer? His born-again spirit will not go along with his choices to sin. But the soul is what will go to heaven or hell. If a Christian chooses to sin, he's open to demonic oppression. Are you with me? If you want to choose to sin, that's why, you know, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Kiss and make up. Come on. Sometimes it can be even fun. I don't mind kissing and making up. <laughs> and every man said. Amen. Every woman said. Amen. Amen. We agree. All right. Second Corinthians 11 4. Like I said, guys, it's a live audience. For you seen readily to endure it. If a man comes and preaches another Jesus than the one we preached, if you receive a different spirit from the spirit you once received. Okay? There are different spirits. There are angels of light. There are fallen angels. There are, in other words, demons. How can a person receive a different spirit after he's received the Holy Spirit? Did the apostle Paul know what he was talking about? 
Yes, a Christian can receive a different spirit. World Ministries International School of Theology. World Ministries International School of Theology. You can take our course, Deliverance 1 and 2, by Dr. Drew Pierce. Roos, go to my website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. Take that course, Deliverance 1 and 2. I'm using the Bible. I'm using his notes. I'm using other notes in teaching this. However, if we are born again, there is something good in us which fights for our welfare. That born-again spirit will have no part of sin. We should not want to deliberately sin. Who are you submitting yourself to? The Holy Spirit or evil spirits? In other words, sin. Say, I know mentally there's God. It doesn't matter what you know. The demons know fear and tremble. Lucifer knew, and they sinned anyway. That's called rebellion, and they were cast out. So mental assent has nothing to do with your salvation. Submission to the word of God proves you're a child of God. That born-again spirit will have no part of sin. If we listen to it, our actions will be like Christ. To be a Christian is to be like Jesus. I guess they'll be GDTEQ has a problem. If a Christian is possessed with Christ, just like him, he could not have a demon. That's because Jesus committed his whole will, mind, and emotions, his soul, his whole soul, his whole body, his whole spirit to serving God. No sign of temptation of even sexual because he did not look twice. I have never, 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 never had sex outside my wife. The one with the Lord or my current one. Why? I don't look twice. I have a covenant. I have a relationship. That's it. I'm not silly enough to think I can look twice and three times and not get burned. I don't look twice. I don't dwell on it. As a man thinketh, so is he. It comes first in the thought process, and you keep going, keep going, and now you're in the real process. Come on, men who have committed adultery or women. You should have fleed temptation and not look twice. The problem is that although many people say they are Christians in their hearts, they nevertheless choose to habitually practice sin. How to recognize demons? In order to recognize demons, we must first realize that the old fable depicting them as a, having a tail and a pitchfork is not true. You know, on cartoons and everything. Oh, here's the demon. Well, that the demon might be coming to you through a gorgeous, beautiful woman. Only she's filled with spirits, unclean spirits. Were this the case, we would be, look at the rest of our life and never see a demon. Listed below, I'm going to go into uh, statements backed by scripture to give you a clear definition of a demon. One, demons are liars. Demons are liars. They will sometimes tell the truth. However, we must always remember they will twist the truth and tell a lie. John 8.44 You are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you must do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. If a person is influenced by spirits, probably they also lie. When people say, I've never committed adultery, if they have committed adultery, that's a liar. An adulterer is a liar. They're going to try to cover and hide their sins. They are a liar. They try to deceive you. Oh, I'm not in adultery. I'm not having an affair. Whatever their bondage is, drugs, whatever. They are a liar. Demons are liars. Demons are not spirits of dead people. They are not the offspring of angels and men. When we cast them out, we do not know where they go. They are not in hell. 
Now, you don't know where they go unless you cast them into an animal. I cast them into pigs a lot because Jesus did. They go pretty easy. So if you really like eating your pork, hope a demon isn't it. I cast him into pigs. And I cast him into other things. We have examples of, of casting. My dad cast a demon out of the, our home in Hawaii and uh, cast it out. The, the goat went crazy. He went outside and cast it out of the goat. It became normal again, and we ate the goat, minus the demon. Yeah. <laughs> a goat pranced into my grandfather's church in China. He was a missionary with the Assemblies of God 30 years. Pranced in, and my father, my grandfather looked and told his wife, Letta, what? Because he just pranced in, knelt down on the altar. Goats don't do that. No. Right, immediately they recognized this is abnormal. And my grandfather looked at his wife, my grandmother, Letta, is that dope, goat demon possessed? My grandfather wet, cast out the demon, got up, ran back outside. Are we together? Yeah. I could give you a lot more testimonies, but let me get to the teachings. So demons are not spirits of dead people, Matthew eight twenty nine. Suddenly they cried out, saying, What have we to do with you, Jesus, you son of God? Have you come here to torment us before our time? Before our time? They're not yet appointed to the lake of fire. Luke 8, 27 through 31. And when he stepped out of the land, there met him a certain man from the city whom had demons for a long time. And he wore no clothes, nor did he live in a house, but in tombs. And he saw Jesus. He cried out, fell down before him. And with a loud voice, what have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? You do not torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For when it had often seized him, it kept him under guard, bound with chains and shackles, and he broke the bonds and was driven by demons into the wilderness. So here's a man seemingly totally possessed. So I don't believe this can happen if you are born again, unless you totally reject God and just live like the devil and let more and more demons come into you. Because then the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit has left, left you. And he said, Legion, Jesus said, what is your name? That he means said legion, because many demons had entered him. They begged him that he would not command them to go out into the abyss. In other words, it's not their time yet. The demons will be judged by God, the Bible says. Matthew eight twenty nine, And suddenly they cried out, what have we to do with you, Jesus, you son of God? Have you come to torment us before our time? Demons have different degrees of wickedness. Matthew twelve forty three through 45. And when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places. Now, I also cast demons into dry places. They hate it. Seeking rest and finds none. A demon does not find rest. He wants a body. He'll prefer a person, but he'll go into an animal. I mean, if you see an animal that's going crazy, maybe it has a spirit. We've recognized that. My dad uh, recognized that in the past. My, my grandparents recognized that. They, they knew how to discern and recognize demons. Then he said, I will return to my house for which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept in and put in order. That means keep the doors shut if you've ever had demons cast out of you. Do not reopen the doors. Then he, then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits, more wicked than himself. And they enter and all dwell there. And the last state of the person is worse than the first. So it shall be with this wicked generation. If I've cast demons out of somebody once or twice and they don't keep the doors shut, I quit. I will not do it again. Unless I'm really certain they're going to keep the door certain, closed. See, this is real. You cannot continue to go back into whatever sin it is. Yes. Unclean spirits vary in power. Mark nine twenty nine. 
So he said to them, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. If I've spent a good two hours trying to cast out demons, maybe I got a few, but I can't get the strong man. I break it off and say, hey, we got to go into prayer and fasting for a day or two or maybe a week. And then we come back and finish the job. There are some so powerful, you're not going to get them the first try around. You might get some of the little guys, you know, maybe some of the privates, but you're not going to get the general. See, this is just reality. I've had to do this more than once. <coughs> Demons know the names of those who rebuke and ex- exercise them. You know, think about that. They know who you are if you have any authority at all. Acts nineteen fifteen, and the spirit answered him, said, Jesus, I know, Paul, I know, but who are you? In other words, who are you, punk? You know, the seven sons of Sceva, they beat them up, ripped them up, tore their clothes, and they went screaming. Sometimes people play around, and sometimes they get a rude awakening. Mark one twenty four, saying, let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. They know who you are. Demons believe and tremble, the Bible says. James 2.19, you believe there, there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble and tremble. See, they did not want Jesus to send them to the abyss before their time. They tremble. If you have anointing, they fear. I told you overseas. EJ, you have been with me overseas. And you've gone into large meetings like Jamaica. Thousands and thousands of people I'm preaching at. And demons are screaming as I'm preaching. Screaming. And they're taking them out and then casting out demons. Demons are fighting the church. Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Demons have their own doctrines. 1 Timothy 4, 1. Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter Time, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Some crazy doctrines some religious people come up with. I don't go with all of this nonsense that you get into other psychics and everybody else and fables and even other religious people that we call cults. And I don't go on any of that, knock on wood or anything else. I'm opening myself up to more demonic activity. Demons have their own doctrines. Tree of life, Proverbs 3.18. She is a tree of life to those who hold her. Take and hold her. Do you hold on to the tree of life? And happy are all who retain her. Proverbs 11.30, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who wins a soul is wise. Proverbs 15.4, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life. Did you hear it? A wholesome tongue. I don't like to be around people that constantly curse. Scream and everything. Man, it, it, it troubles my spirit. That doesn't mean I won't be around them. I, I want everyone to be saved. I'm saying I don't like to. Some people are so perverse. If you go and try to help them, they're just, and it, it hurts your Holy Spirit in you to be in their presence sometimes. It says a wholesome tongue is a tree of life, Proverbs 15, 4, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. Revelation twenty two fourteen. Blessed are those who do his commandments, but they have the right to the tree of life. You know, they will have the right to the tree of life, it says. They might, may have the right and may enter through the gates of the city. Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life. Why were Adam and Eve cast out of the garden? They cut them off from the tree of life. 
Each emotion mentioned could be personalities or personality companions. Let's now let's get into this. Ecclesiastes 12.7. Then the dust will return to the earth as the spirit will return to God who gave it. Tree of life, good fruit, fruit of the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5.22 and 23. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Law of what? Sin and death. God's not going to condemn you. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. We're always forgiving. We have patience, long-suffering. We have peace. I used to say, before persecution, and now it's hitting, the only persecution America used to face, if you call yourself a Christian, is the person you're married to. Because the goat will manifest people's pride until they finally get it eradicated, and now you can have the tree of peace. Right? Now we're having real persecution, though, so now worse is coming. Religious error, 1 Timothy 4.1. The Spirit expressly says in latter days some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirit and doctrines of demons. Father God, help our people watching and listening today. We need their help. We need their prayers. Go to my website, worldministries.org. Worldministries.org. Help us to stay on your local TV or radio station. Join us in Eagle Saving Nations. God bless you. Shannon? Dr. Hanson, this was a 10 out of 10 broadcast. Oh, boy. Did I enjoy the teaching, uh, interview, and the testimony today? And uh, just one comment. Um, you know, you'll hear a lot of people debate, you know, is it demon possession, oppression, demonized? I put all that to the side. I like what you said. Evil spirits can enter into a Christian. They can enter into anybody when we open up that door. You know, we're That's warned right. uh, sin lies at the door. Its desire is to rule over us. Uh, the Bible says, give no place to the enemy. So if there was not a place the enemy could occupy inside of us, then we would not have that admonishment. And, uh, of course, if we submit to God, resist the devil, the devil going to flee. But absolutely, evil spirits can enter into anyone. I've only been doing deliverance a short time, maybe 10 years. And um, I have uh, prayed for many people. And I will tell you, about 95% of them were Christians who had demons. So anybody who says yes. that a Christian can't have a demon tells me they've never done deliverance because real quick, one or two times participating in a deliverance, you're going to find out anybody can get an evil spirit if we open up the door through sin, bitterness, unforgiveness, what have you. Don't repent. An evil spirit can come in. The good news, though, is, uh, I mean, I have to tell people, there's no shame in saying you need help. The only shame is is not to get free when Jesus Christ called it the children's bread and deliverance is available to anyone through the Lord Jesus Christ. So when you talk about deliverance, man, my ears perk up because I love this subject. You know, Dr. Hansen, I was raised in the church all my life. My earliest recollection in life was two years old, playing in the parsonage of my grandfather Weber's church that he had built in Warner Robins, Georgia back in the 60s. And at one time, both my grandfathers were pastoring. And so, you know, in the Church of God, Pentecostal, um, they loved Jesus. They preached the gospel. I saw the gifts of the Holy Spirit in operation, but I never heard anything about deliverance ministry. That was always wow. something that was done over in Haiti, you know, where the voodoo practitioners were, but not in the church. But, brother, wow. years later, I realized the reason I had problems and Many others that I grew up in the church 
had problems was because we needed deliverance. And yes, at 40 years old, God opened my eyes to the fact that one-third of Jesus Christ's ministry was the casting out of demons. And it's the first right. sign listed over in Mark 16 among several that will follow those that believe. So I said, God, this is what I've been looking for. This was the missing uh, part of the ministry of Christ that I was not exposed to. I want to learn all I can, and I'm still a student of deliverance, but if there's anything that the church needs to get a hold of at this time, it's the reality that we're at war with the host of hell. They're coming for every believer. They want to drag mankind to hell and literally kill us, and uh, we've got to fight back, and we can do that through binding and loosing, deliverance ministry, spiritual warfare. It was designed to do what nothing else will. Back to you. Well, you're right, Shannon. I, I've been casting out demons for 38 years, since 1985, in the wow. church in Singapore. Um, when a person got saved, we got roughly 50 people saved a week. Again, powerful church, New Testament church, 5,000 people. Uh, we had, again, you know, you had your senior pastor, 50 full-time pastors, 250 lay pastors, uh, 1,500 leaders and 300 missionaries. It was a New Testament church. And uh, we would get them saved on Sunday. By Saturday, we had people that accepted Christ Sunday coming in for deliverance. We scheduled it before the next Sunday because, you know, that's a multicultural uh, city-state. Uh, Hindus, they took their babies to the temple gods as babies and they were filled with spirits, whether it was the monkey god or whatever god, and we would start casting them out of Christians. And uh, they would manifest, whether it's a monkey god, these Christians would start uh, prancing around like a monkey. Uh, I watched my dad in Hawaii cast out demons. I was uh, five, six, and seven years old. He cast them out of people in the church because there is so much, again, uh, if we want to say witchcraft, so much uh, worshiping, even the fire god, Pele, the volcano god, other things. But uh, this is a common occurrence. Uh, demons are in many, many Christians. Frankly, they're in many, many pastors. If we had the time, I could give you examples of pastors that I've cast demons out of. Now, I do want to make one one point. In um, You know, we get back to the first one on miracles. He says, help my unbelief, you know, Pastor Joe Kirkwood. Um, in theory, yes, everyone can lay hands on the sick. Now, our church in Singapore learned that, and it grew. It was a New Testament church. We raised our own missionaries, fully supported. But once again, Shannon, we had 80 classes going on on a Sunday every hour all day. So they were filled with the word of God. Why do Christians today quit so fast, they're not filled with the word of God, they don't see a lot of results, and they quit. Well, if you're filled with the word of God, just like call the elders of the church, you can discern if that person needs to repent of sin before you pray. You can also have the faith to overcome your unbelief. So I believe you need to be filled constantly with the word of God if you're going to be successful praying for people to be healed. Other than that, you get discouraged very quickly, you don't see a lot of results, and you quit. This is the point of a New Testament church being fully equipped, fully trained, fully discipled, and they're very effective. So you need to move again with faith. You need to move with discernment. And uh, this is a part of 
training, discipling, equipping. Uh, most churches don't do any of this, and their people don't lay hands on the sick either because they don't see many results. And so instead of laying hands on the sick, they call the doctor. Now, uh, in fact, casting demons, instead of casting demons out of somebody, maybe they, they call a psychiatrist and they counsel them for 20 years. Well, you can counsel them for life. A demon doesn't take your counseling. Um, you can medicate, but uh, that's not going to stop the work of demons inside. Uh, you might allow them not to act crazy because you've allowed the, the flesh, the soul, be so medicated. But again, you're not curing the person. So sometimes this takes casting out demons, not sending them to a psych ward. Now, sometimes there's a mixed diagnosis where there's mental and spiritual. And a wise man of God, fully equipped and trained, can discern the difference and deal with both. Cast out the demons, pray for a healing in the mind. Transform in the mind with the word of God. So these things are, are so very important. Shannon? Brother, 100% truth tonight. I so enjoy tonight's broadcast and every week with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Folks, uh, you've got to get the other teachings available on this subject. Brother Hansen, where can they go to follow the other uh, programs you've been doing? Okay, worldministries.org worldministries.org I mean that's the simplest that's my website it can tell you all the radio television channels social media channels we're on but we also put it on our website so on the top of the front page it says TV uh, radio click that on and it goes to the page where you can find all of our channels everything we're on maybe we're on a channel in your area you can watch or listen in your area but if we're not in your area you can watch or listen right on my website daily Monday through Sunday again we started off uh, with demons a few weeks ago the demons are organized can Christians have demons? Now, tomorrow I'm speaking on the etiology of demons and people. And then the second message is mediums, charms, fortune telling, etc. And then I'm going to get into the following week into movies that Christians naively are watching. Maybe their pastor is ignorantly promoting. But uh, this is so bad, so serious today because people are coming under demonic influence even by what they watch and listen to and the pastor doesn't have a clue he's not actually qualified to be behind the pulpit I don't believe um, if you can't cast out demons what are you doing preaching the Bible says very clearly these signs will follow now if you're not following Jesus commandments if you did not tarry for the baptism of the Holy Spirit if you're not engaged in studying to make the, yourself approved unto God like I said I believe in constant study I have three doctorates, ministry, theology, and divinity. I could have three more if I turned in the paperwork. I am constantly, constantly studying, putting in the word of God, filled with faith. People say, hey, I want your, I want your faith. I want your anointing. I want your authority. Are you willing to do what I do? Can you even get out of bed? Are you willing to do what I do? Well, you're not going to have that authority if you're not. There is a price to pay. Shannon, most Christians don't pay the price. So I'm just talking about if you want to move at an apostolic authority. Now, I believe, again, every Christian can cast out demons, but I also believe you need to be equipped and trained and filled with the word of God, filled with the Holy Spirit, constantly inhaling the word of God if you're going to do it. It's no joke. I've cast out demons just a few days ago out of somebody. Very serious demons. 
eyes manifesting, uh, glass going over the eye. Like if you, if you watch a fish in a fish market, if it's a one day old, it's glazed over. You know what to look for when you're casting demons out of person when they're manifesting. So here's the glazed over eyes, the, the arms being rigid. How many people have experienced that? How many people have a clue or they're not even looking for it because they don't even know what to look for? So these are things that you have to be trained in. And uh, is your pastor equipped to train you? Frankly, Shannon, if not, I would leave the church. Um, We're in trouble today in America because most pastors are not equipped to teach, to lead. They're not equipped again to cast out demons. They don't have enough faith to pray for miracles. In fact, they don't even pray at all. Not for miracles. Uh, Maybe they only pray over their meal. You say you're being sarcastic just a little bit, not much. I've been ordained since 1985. I know exactly what pastors do. The most they study their Bible is for preparing for their Sunday or Saturday message. I'm not fooled what pastors do. That's the problem we're in America today. Now, worldministries.org, worldministries.org is my website. You can not only watch my television, listen to the radio programs, you can sign up for our news articles, pastoral articles. They go out twice a month. You can give. We need your support if we're going to continue to sound the alarm around the world. I just came back from Israel. I was in the parliament, the Knesset. Uh, we need support to do all of these things, to expound on radio and television, to get on national television. This takes money. Are you willing to be in the battle? You say, what's wrong with America? Oh, we're complaining, complaining, but we never help support true ministries. We're losing America. If we don't give now, when are you going to give? Your money's going to be worthless pretty soon. Also, the mark of the beast is coming. You're not going to be able to get access to your money if you don't take their mark. If you don't get vaccinated. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, now's the time if you want to stop this insanity and the toppling of the republic, because the Bible says some nations will resist this new world order. There'll be a sheep nation, not a goat. If you're concerned, help us. Go on my website and give. Different methods on the website to give. Telephone 360-629-5248. My staff, operators are there. They'll pick up the phone. They'll be glad to take your gift. We take all credit cards. Uh, They'll be glad to take your prayer request. We have two different intercessory teams, one for soldiers of the cross, trying to get 2,000 intercessors in every nation to try to help us as we try to win that nation for Jesus, hold meetings in their stadium, confront their political leaders, mobilize the church. Also, gate breakers, they'll pray over your need or your family's need, a team of intercessors. Again, 360-629-5248, or just send me a check on the envelope. You can address it to World Ministries International, P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. Again, World Ministries International, P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. That's P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. On the check, just put WMI, WMI. If you're joining Eagle Saving Nations, again, worldministries.org. Join so we can get into the stadiums, so we can have Pentecost come down upon 60, 80, 100,000 people in these stadiums, moving them forward with power and authority to usher in another great awakening. 
On the bottom of that check, just put on the top WMI on the bottom ESN, Eagle Saving Nations. God richly bless you. Shannon. Dr. Hanson, one more question. Are you also on Roku? Yes. Okay. Folks, if you have a Roku player, get on there and search on World Ministries International. You can find their channel, and you can also watch it right on your big screen TV and catch many of these episodes. I want to remind people of that. Um, I would not be here tonight if it were not for Dr. Jonathan Hanson and World Ministries International. I've been following their ministry since uh, 2001, and it is responsible for bringing me back to the Lord. Uh, Prior to that, I was living in a lukewarm state. But hearing you preach the gospel, brother, got me fired up to the Holy Spirit messages. And then I said, Lord, I want to go all in. And uh, I still... Uh, feel that way today, 20 years later. I would not be here today if it had not been for World Ministries International. And it's the one ministry that I continue consistently to listen to and follow because they have uh, been consistent. And brother, you're doing as great a work now as you ever have, and more. the best is yet to come. I'm excited when I have an opportunity to hear the messages each week you're bringing. So folks, you can make a difference. It's not too late. Be a partner with World Ministries International. We love you, my friend. We'll see you next time. Well, thank you so much, Shannon, and we love you, and we we pray for you each and every week here at World Ministries International. Thank you, my friend. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Folks, I meant what I said. I was sitting in a cabin there on the property of my stepfather, Dave King, the late Dave King. He died in a helicopter crash a few years ago. And my mom and the ranch they had, which is out at Mile Marker 81, uh, Glen Allen Highway, Chickaloon, Alaska. It was 2000, excuse me, 2000, 2001. And uh, I was uh, trying to get my life together. I had set up a little business I called Last Frontier Media. I was attempting to get back into uh, media brokerage. I had spent a year in Costa Rica, uh, excuse me, in uh, Tijuana, Mexico, worked at Maxell Corporation. Then through a series of events, God took me out of there and I went up to Alaska. Now, this was actually prior to September 11th. I know what it was because I was up there doing this, and I remember being out there, and early in the morning, on September 11th, 2001, my mom came out. Um, we called it the triplex. I think we called it the triplex. Uh, there was uh, three cabins, plus a, uh, a room that had a heating system built into it, so they called it the triplex. And I was out there, my mom woke me up and said there's just been an attack on the White House, the Pentagon, and uh, I said, oh, what's going on? I'm coming up out of sleep, I said, trying to process what you just said. So I got myself up, it was early, and I walked over to um, the main house that they had there, the lodge, and uh, they had a TV room, and I went in there, and already my stepdad, uh, Dave, was in there with... um, uh, 
two hunters that had come up and uh, were staying there at the uh, the ranch and he had uh, planned to take them out that very day and drop them off they were going uh he would he would do hella skiing hella fishing take hunters out drop them off come back and pick them up and uh they wouldn't be going anywhere all flights in america would be grounded that day and they're already sitting there watching the news and and then of course uh, you know the uh I don't know if one plane had already uh, hit the World Trade Center. I think one had. Uh, the second one had not yet. And we were just uh, glued watching the news. Incredulous. Couldn't believe what we were hearing and seeing. And I was actually at that time trying to broker media. I would uh, fax different TV stations around the country for avails, have them send me um a list of time periods they had for sale for infomercial companies or for religious clients. And I was what's what's called brokerage. I didn't have a client of my own, but I would go and try to find packages and negotiate a really good price that I could then resell to someone who had an infomercial or a, or a ministry client. And then I would make the commission. That's called brokerage. And uh, while I was doing that, I like to listen to something, and we had a we had an internet connection that came in there, and they had also a Dish Network, <clears throat> and that was it. Radio reception out there wasn't you know I couldn't get any radio out there if I recall. So I would get on the internet, and uh, again 2001, and I went over and found this website called Soundwaves2000.com. And it was a listing of many uh, podcasts out there. Of course, at that time, uh, but all I knew of were some podcasts like uh, Art Bell, Coast to Coast. And I used to get those and listen to them. And uh, I began to look and see what else was uh, going on out there. And uh, there was a guy named William Cooper. He had a podcast online and... uh, the Free American uh, magazine. I don't know if they had their podcast at that point in time, but later they did. At any rate, um, I didn't have blog talk radio, Mixlr, none of that stuff. There was no Facebook at that time. I don't even know if YouTube was going. I don't think there was any YouTube in 2001. In fact, I'm pretty certain there was not. But there was Soundwaves 2000, and I saw these... um, real audio feeds you could click on the stream or I think even download an mp3 and there I found World Ministries program called Warning I was like wow Dr. Hanson really is a pioneer Uh, he's been podcasting longer than anybody I know and I know a lot of people even Daniel Ott uh, who who got started about 2004 and uh, others out there they weren't podcasting at that time still there was warning program they're on the cutting edge still are and uh, I would listen to the 15 minute daily program and I remember one about uh, Dr. Hansen was preaching on where we've got to surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, I was a confessing Christian at that time but I had some I, had, I was going through some trouble going through a divorce and I was uh, trying to get my bearings 
and um, Holy Spirit of God convicted me and I said to the Lord Lord I want to go all in and I also want to help some of these ministries have platforms for the message that they're bringing God began to put in my heart sell out to him and uh, I began that process and uh, I attribute being here today to the ministry of Dr. Hansen because I would uh, leave Alaska come back to uh, the lower 48 end up in Austin, Texas working for a media company down there it's called Fast Media and I'd gotten the job offer uh, off of uh, Monster.com. I'd went through Jacksonville for a while, Atlanta, visit family. Ended up, though, taking this job in Austin, Texas. And I flew out there, and this was in uh, 2002. Took a job as a media buyer for this uh, direct response company that sold infor- infomercial time, or bought infomercial time, excuse me, for their in-house client called uh, Miracle Blade and Tony's Chopper and then I had already warmed up uh, my media contacts and actually had scored a deal and it sold uh, three time periods to Jimmy Swaggart Ministries which was a a client that my father had for a time um, some years earlier and uh, I had a contact there I made with JSM and I began to send them avails and praise God God blessed me and I was able to land three deals place them on three broadcast uh, TV channels and then as a, um, a broker you live off of a commission usually 75 to 15% of the deal so it gave me enough income I was able to actually leave Alaska come back to the lower 48 and um, had a little income coming in through there and then some time passed and I ended up going to Austin, Texas and took this job and I was there and was a media buyer and I had all my contacts I was at the height of media buying I had worked previously with my brother Damon for about four years he had trained me um, in his company to buy media I was a senior media buyer and I would uh, buy broadcast time, half hours, even one hours, for direct response infomercials and for uh, religious clients. And then I had scored my own uh, client there, and had I was a a broker to them. I didn't handle them exclusively. I just they dealt with uh, many different companies and um, had their own in-house buying team. And I ended up selling them three packages. Praise God for that. But uh, took that client over to Fast Media, and uh, about that time, I won't go into the whole story, but uh, I had an idea that if I could come up with an herbal supplement, we could do an infomercial for it, because I had bought in past years four infomercial clients, mainly biz opportunities, programs that would um, sell a a business opportunity where you could... um, learn how to create your own business. It may have been Fran Tarkington, Brad Richdale, Creating Wealth, Don Farmer um, had one, and um, William McCorkle was was on air back then. 
creating wealth programs. You had Carlton Sheets. Um, Don Farmer. Was it Don Farmer? or No, no, that, that's not him. It was, his name was... Um, um, forget his name now. Anyway, he had this program where you could um, start a business selling, uh, I mean, and have a night, your, your own um, 1-900 uh, phone line. What's his name? It'll come to me in a minute. He had the world's greatest vitamin. Don LaPree. That's him, Don LaPree. Just came to me. The world's greatest vitamin. I had seen some of these guys. And they were making massive amounts of money. One guy was making $400,000 a week selling their program, and then they had upsells and offered coaching. So I was in that world buying and selling time uh, for infomercials and two infomercial companies, was buying some uh, time for a religious client. So I was working on both sides, which was not something most agencies did. Either they were buying time for a religious client or they were on the infomercial side. Well, for a while, I had both of that running, and then uh, had this idea about an herbal supplement, and uh, pitched it to some people. They took it, ran with it, and uh, it actually went live. And that literally changed my life, changed the life of some others. Well, I ended up uh, leaving Austin, Texas. And while I was there, there was a, a video store. I don't remember the name now, but that's when you were still getting VHSs for the most part. They did have DVDs, but uh, I went in to this video rental store, and uh, I found a tape on Alex Jones. And I remember watching some of his tapings that he was doing on the local broadcasting uh, channels there, public broadcasting channels in um, in Austin, Texas. Never got to meet the guy. But uh, I began to listen to him and uh, was exposed to uh, Steve Quell at that time. And um, it was during that time in Austin, Texas. Um, I began to listen to uh, some others. Found out about Benjamin Brook. Ended up making a friendship with him and late Anthony J. Hilder. And as I'm thinking back about all this... um, it was a golden time. Made friends, made contacts. Still, I am uh, at that time on the tape of the month club for World Ministries International. And every month that cassette tape would come in, a little brown envelope. And I knew what that was. Man, that was gold. Because I would pop it into my car and it would feed me. And I'd listen to it over and over again and couldn't wait till the next one came in. 30 days later. And the messages were always spot on. They always seemed to be ministering to something I was going through at that time. It was my lifeline. And that's why I'm forever grateful to WMI. They keep that same work going on to this day. They haven't quit. And uh, dream come true is to actually be able to do a program with Dr. Hansen. Um, it took years. And then one day we were able to uh, link up and we began to do shows together. And I'm so excited for this opportunity. But, yeah, it was really part of a transformation in my life. And um, it got me through a lot of dark times. And I tell you, these messages of truth, the warning program will get you till the, to the finish line. If you support any ministry out there, support WMI, worldministries.org. 
Did you hear that message tonight? Man, that was straight up truth and wisdom. Bullseye of truth. Um, well, a little bit going down memory lane. I had uh, We've got another show coming up at uh, 1 p.m. We're going to be on with um, Tom Mack. Now, I had two other guests scheduled. We had Dean Braxton and also Walter Santos. And Brother Dean's got Internet issues tonight. And Walter Santos got called up uh, for a, a job with the federal government where he's a chaplain. And uh, he's had to hit the road. So uh, we were not able to get those gentlemen on tonight. Uh, we had another cancellation yesterday. So we had a couple guests cancel this week for various issues that had arose. And uh, no worries. Uh, we will be getting them back on. Um, I've got some uh, great news for you. If you haven't already read it on Substack or been to my webpage, well, I'll tell you now that, uh, as you can probably tell, if you listen to MixLR, we're back on MixLR. They promised to help me clean up the archive. And so um, we should be smooth rolling here with this account, not have to change it to another one. So we're back. We've got the MixLR rolling again. we got the... Um, live chat there got the app if you want it but also we're uh, simulcasting on our Icecast server that we started up a few days ago so you've got not one but two ways you can listen live if one goes down we got the other just flip over both the players are embedded right on my website so you can go right to omegamanradio.com and uh, choose your stream right there if, however, you want also a direct link, I put those a little bit lower down the page. I'll list those for you. And uh, what else? So, I mean, you don't have to go to my page to tune in. You can just bookmark those links as well, the direct links. And I encourage you to do that in case my website goes down. Um, also, uh, we've been able, through some love offerings, to uh, fund Podbean for a year. So I upgraded that to a business account. I want to thank those that have helped us. And that means that all can feast on unlimited MP3s over there. No cap on what I can upload and no cap on bandwidth. So I'm going to begin to upload them. All the new shows and I'm going to begin to go backwards in time and begin to fill back in the uh, the shows that are no longer there online. I've got two other podcasts. So we actually officially have three podcasts now. The one you're listening to now, Mega Man Radio, Archives on Podbean, Number two, we've got the Omega Man Reloaded, which is its own podcast. And it, on the other hand, has its own archive on SoundCloud. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to get Podbean going, so in the meantime, I thought, let's fix what we can. And SoundCloud is uh, is cheap, so I put up an account there just for those. And um, it doesn't have the same benefits as Podbean, but as long as I just... Uh, keep track of things and upload incrementally, I can keep the shows in order over there, which I'm trying to do. So SoundCloud will carry the Omega Man Reloaded, which are remastered audios from the 10,000 back catalog that we've done. Now, that's a brand new podcast for most of you out there. Most have never heard the these programs. So you got a whole new podcast here to feast on, 10,000 shows. Thirdly, we've got a dedicated SoundCloud account for Speak my word. That's going to be for our series where we go through the word of God in a year. Three podcasts, three channels. 
Those links are right on my website. And um, I think this is just great news because, uh, man, we were in a flux. Didn't know how it was going to work out. Praise God. Now, there's still some more things we want to do. <clears throat> and that um, allows us to um, stabilize the string. But we still need support to f- fuel this whole program. So if you would like to partner with us, we can use your help. Whatever you can do each month, it's much appreciated. I'm here to tell you. And you can give right there on my website. We've got PayPal, Zelly, Cash App, GoFundMe. We've got a mailing address. Anything you can do to help us puts fuel in the machine, and we can keep this bird flying. Okay, that's all I have to say about that. You're not going to get any hard pitches from me. But just let my need be known, and uh, I put it in the hands of the Lord. And um, We are a small podcast at this juncture. We're only pulling about 20 people live. We're getting about 1,000 uh, downloads from all the combined archives. And that's it. Uh, we're not on any major social media platforms due to censorship or they're just not viable. And so we're doing straight podcasting at this juncture. And uh, I run on uh, the Word Network is about to come to a close. Uh, the contract ended and I'm so thankful that my brother sponsored me for three months of the Word. But it got my feet wet and uh, got me desiring to uh, do some more TV. So we have the capability to do TV programs now. Uh, we don't have the money or the war chest for it, but I believe if God wants us to do that, he'll make that available. Uh, there are some opportunities out there. It'll cost us probably um, three to $400 for a half hour on a broadcast TV station plus some other charges. Uh, we could do a TV program for about 1500 a month on a uh, TV station, uh, one half hour a week. As Bill Keller was telling you the other day, LivePeer.com, he used to be on you know, a dozen stations or so. It's not cheap. And I can tell you from being on the Word Network, uh, had I not been sponsored, uh, we would not have been on there anytime soon. I mean, that's expensive. You're talking 1000 to 1500 dollars for just one half hour that's how expensive tv is but the reach is incomparable you can go worldwide so um that's coming to a close our tv program but it fired up a desire to to do more of those programs and we will by the grace of god so just giving you some updates here um and in summation sign up for my Substack page and if you want to sign up for these podcast channels, it will alert you when there's new uploads. And uh, at least once a week, go over to OmegaManRadio.com. I will be updating it as I have any updates to pass on to you. So that's where you go to get them. If you got any question on what's going on or what's happened, OmegaManRadio.com and my Substack page. And uh, that's how you uh, keep abreast of what's going on here. Okay, we're going to take a break. I'm going to save this program, and we'll be right back. Hold on. Okay, we're going to fire back up IceCast. Stand by, mix some more for reset. <laughs> 